Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We lost a true trailblazer in women's golf on Tuesday. Not only in women's golf, but in golf in general. Uh, Shirley Spork was one of the most prominent teaching professional in women's golf and one of the last survivors among the 13 women who founded the Ladies Professional Golf Association in 1950. Yes, the LPGA Tour as we know it today. She died on Tuesday at her home in Palm Springs. She was 94 and someone who knew her very well, someone who's a longtime friend of the Golf Insiders. I couldn't think of anybody better to have a conversation with today. Teacher, author, speaker, Hall of Fame teacher herself, Kay McMahon. Hello, Kay. Hello, Holly. It's a pleasure to be with you, and it's going to be fun talking about my dear friend, Shirley Spork. Yes. Where do we begin? I guess uh, the very early days, uh, Shirley was born in Detroit. Kind of interesting to look at how her career spanned the, the Roaring Twenties, born in 1927. She was raised during the Depression. She matured as a golfer during World War II. She's just such an interesting story, beginning with, you know, when she was a young child, I think, what, about the age of 12, uh, she sold golf balls that she found on the golf course next to her house, Kay, to buy her first club, which was a putter, and that's how she started playing golf. Well, it's kind of interesting because she, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad she did it. She wrote a book, and I, the name of the book is From Green to Tea. And, and it's really kind of interesting because that's how she started playing, was on the green, and then worked her way back to the tea. And going back to her teaching background, which we, we, we will discuss, um, she always thought that that's the way the game should be taught, is from the green, the green back to the tea. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And another piece of that story was that when she was first starting to play, she only had the one club, so she eventually used it to even hit her long shots. And she told the story of the, the boys at the, at the golf course teasing her, and that that really became the impetus for her lifelong fight for women in the game of golf. It was, it was in a way, a humiliating experience because the boys were, you know, laughing at her at, because that was the only club she, she owned. Well, you're absolutely right, and you're right. It, I think that carried her all the way through 94 years old, and, and she was going to be 95 in next month. But you're right. She's been such an advocate for women's golf and obviously for the LPJ. And it's interesting because she never stops. I mean, she was still talking and teaching at the, at the uh, Chevron in two weeks ago in, in um, at Mission uh, Hills in Palm Springs, or in Palm, it's actually Rancho Mirage. But she never stops. And she, if, you, if you start talking to her, she'll give you a golf lesson on the spot. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it really propelled her to 
be a very great advocate for women's golf. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, girls let's, need to get out and play. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that and and how um, she won her uh, her first uh, tournament was the 1947 Women's National Collegiate Golf Tournament. Uh, she was at Eastern Michigan University, and it was uh, just a few years later that she got together with some of you know the women we know now, the the greats of uh, of the early days of the LPGA, who came together, the likes of Babe Zaharis, Patty Berg, Louise Suggs, Marilyn Smith, to form uh, what is now the LPGA. And those early days were. Not the glory days, right, Kay? Well, it's kind of interesting because she always tells the story of she was an amateur at the time, and, and there were, they were in her town playing. And Babe Zaharias came along and said, well, you, you play pretty well, kid. Why don't you turn pro? And she said, well, how do I do that? So Babe tapped her on the shoulder, and she said, now you're a pro. And she said, well, what will my mother, or Babe said, well, what will your mother think? And, and and uh, Shirley said, by the time I get home tonight, my mother will know. And that's how she turned pro. If you think about qualifying schools now, etc. So that's how she turned pro, believe it or not. they just She tapped her on the shoulder and said, you're a pro. Gotta love that. You know, there's lots of stories about uh, those early days of the LPGA. You know, back in those days, they were cramming, what, four, five, six into a car and, and going city to city and putting up their own ropes and going to baseball games to promote their, you know, their tournaments that were nearby. I even saw some story where they hit nine iron shots from home plate to center field to get attention. They, they actually, they, they were their own PR marketing team, and uh, the babe was actually pretty good with this, but so was Shirley because they would do clinics all over the place. And just, they were they were show people. They really put on a great show and, and entertain people to get them to come watch and play. It was, it was fascinating. And when they uh, traveled in these caravans, too, um, they would have different cuddle, colored uh, uh, paddles. They'd stick out the window to say, "I need to stop for a bathroom break, or I need to stop for a food break, or you know." And so then, so the whole caravan would then all stop at the same place on their way to the next tournament. But it was interesting because they had their their finances all in boxes, cardboard boxes, and that's how they would then just travel and they would just pass their boxes around to people to people to keep track of what was going on. Uh, I also read a story where they often attended church services while on tour that surely, you know, usually placed a small check in the collection basket. And she told this story at one stop in Waterloo, Iowa. The good monsignor, an ardent golfer, noticed that I had not finished well that week in the prize money. She said, I received my check back with a note saying, quote, you need this more than God does. <laughs> I haven't heard that one, but that's a great story. That's an awesome story. Oh, my goodness. Do you need that? I love it. I love it. But that's that was, you know, Shirley was very devout about her Catholic religion, and uh uh, but she, she was just a great personality. Great, And, I mean, I, I can't say enough that she 
started way back when, and she kept it all the way through until she was 94. Well, another piece of this story, which I found interesting, she never won on the LPGA Tour, and she had such a calling for teaching. She was uh, the first female pro at uh, Tamarisk Country Club in Rancho Mirage, which is in Palm Springs, and she used to give lessons, I guess, to celebrities like Dean Martin and Danny Kay and Nat King Cole. I mean, that must have been some fun times. But I guess, you know, she played during the summer and then went back to Palm Springs in the winter because teaching truly was her real uh, heart's desire, wasn't it? Well, you know, there's two things about that. Tamara's Country Club is one of the probably the original first maybe 10 or 12 country clubs there, and all the big celebrities played there, and they, they still do. Um, ben Hogan played there also. So I think she also knew Ben Hogan, and actually one of the guys that I knew actually played with Ben Hogan a lot uh, that helped me through my career. So, yeah, she, she taught there for a number of years and stayed actually in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. Um, but, um, but she knew all of the big names, and, and her affinity to teaching is remarkable in the fact that that was her education. And she never won. She always said, I wasn't the greatest player, but I was a player, which she never really won. But that was okay because where her, I think her claim to fame is, is that she fought very hard on the, for, with the board of directors to start the, what we would then have called the teaching division as opposed to the tour division of the LPGA. And it, it got, it failed every presentation she made, because she was the president at the time, it failed, and she got Marilyn Smith to back her, and she really believed in this. And so finally, by one vote on the board of directors for the LPGA in 1959, they passed it. Wow. Yeah, and it was kind of neat because um, after, she be, after that happened, um, she had given me her notes and what she had talked about. And so when I made my presentation at the board of directors, I read what she had written in 1959, and it was really kind of neat. So that was in 1998 that I read what she had written in 1959. Wow, that's uh, that's very, very moving and very inspiring. Uh, interesting, too, back in the 50s, she wrote several articles for Sports Illustrated providing tips to female golfers. Now, let's think about that. The 1950s, right? But what was interesting is she talked about some very specific things in terms of the technical details for women, Kay. She, first of all, talked about women's proportions being different from men and that the average woman golfer has a tendency to overswing. And she wrote, to restrain the excess excessive hip turn, which seems like a source of power, but which is in actuality the defeater of alignment, balance, and power. I found that fascinating. That's a great way to put that. I love it. She, she talked about different proportions. That was great. It's interesting how she put that. I mean, she was a great communicator. So how she put that, and she's absolutely right. Uh, we have concurred on many teaching philosophies, and we absolutely agree on almost everything. 
Well, and we know you are quite an innovator in your own right uh, when it comes to teaching. She also urged women to be confident. She said, quote, women take more lessons than men, but unlike men, almost never practice by themselves. She wrote, independent practice away from the instructor will give a player the confidence without which it is impossible to play a really good round of golf. That's a remarkable quote. That's unbelievable. That, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a headliner. Right? That's great. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes. And here we are in 2022. Couldn't be exactly. more, uh, more, more uh, apropos today. Exactly. Oh, she was ahead of her time. I mean, ahead of her time. Uh, many awards uh, were uh, bestowed on Shirley, amongst them the Ellen Griffin Award. She was uh, inducted into the LPGA Teaching Hall of Fame in 2000, which you are a member of as well. She won the Patty Berg Award for her contribution to women's golf. She was the LPGA Teacher of the Year. Here's another amazing statistic. 25 years apart in 1959 and 1984K. Talk about a career. And most recently, and I want you to speak about this, she was inducted into the LPGA Hall of Fame two weeks ago, and that really must have been something that touched her so deeply, Kay. Well, there's pictures of her, and um, it, it really did, because they the, the to get into the Tour Hall of Fame, it's one of the hardest Hall of Fames to get into because of the, the regulations or what the criteria to get in. And so the board of directors, which the LPGA is owned by or run by the LPGA players, they all voted to have the founding members be all as because of the playing criteria was different at the time that they were playing to be inducted into the LPGA Hall of Fame, which was amazing. And to have that happen to her, she was ecstatic, ecstatic, extremely so proud and so well-deserving. Uh, it, it certainly was something long overdue. Uh, how um, just meaningful that she was able to receive that award uh, before she passed. And this was a surprise to a lot of people, Kay. She, she, like you said, she was uh, at uh, the Chevron Championship. And, um, you know, she was out there kibitzing with all the players on the range, and she was in relatively good health, yes? Definitely in very good health. And she, she, uh, there was a quote by somebody that says, whenever she was around – and she was shaking hands with people, and it looked like she was running for mayor or something because she was shaking hands with everybody and always kibitzing with everybody. So yes, she was in, in great. She was in good health, and she is. She was planning on going to the Solheim Cup in Spain this year, which uh, which was amazing in itself. It's like really, um, it was unfortunate and and sad. But uh, just a great lady. Yeah, really, it, it did take so many of us by surprise because so active and someone, of course, that uh, the LPGA, you know, continued to uh, really um, highlight and, and honor, you know, given her legendary career. 
and what she, you know, has meant as one of uh, the last of two two founders. And to put that in perspective, in 2022, K, the LPGA Tour members will play 34 official events for prize money totaling $85.7 million. And the TNCP, the Teaching and Club Professional Membership, now exceeds 1,700 across 25 different countries. Legendary what uh, Shirley Spork uh, has, has been for the game of golf. Well, she, she was definitely an, an innovator and, and a, a mentor of mine and pushed me along in my career uh, and and I, I think I told you this story that when we had to, we have to be certified. So when I went for my first test, my teaching test, um, I thought I was pretty good. I was cute. Da, da, da. Anyways, I, I failed. She failed me. Um, so I went back. I thought I was a pretty hot shot teacher. Well, anyways, I got better, got passed, and uh, eventually she then uh, turned over all the a lot of the education stuff. And the, for the LPJ to me, and how we were then doing it at that at that time, and so she she saw something in me, and so she also supported me um, very highly to become national president, which I did, and her support. And what was really fun one time, and I, I don't know if I've told you the story. She calls me up and she says, um, "Lord, we're going to raise the LPJ flag at the country club that I was at in Palm Desert," and I said. Well, I don't know. She said, well, Tom Addis is the national president of the PGA. They have a flag at uh, Singing Hills. So I called the LPGA, and they said, well, we don't have a flag, but we'll get one. Ah! So, <laughs> there, was no, there was no official flag? <laughs> there was no official flag. So we got a flag, and we actually raised it at the country club, and it was actually in the paper, paper in, in uh, Palm Desert Country, uh, yeah, in Palm Desert, and it was great. But it was Shirley's idea. If Tom Adams, the PGA national president, has one, you need to have one, too. It's the club you're at. It was fun. I love it. I love it. Another great story, and, and uh, I think we'll close it up here, but uh, in, in, um, in light of the 150th anniversary of the Open Championship, which is going to happen at St. Andrews this summer, uh, I found a story about Shirley that she was playing in Scotland at an exhibition at St. Andrews in 1951. And she said, I was invited into the clubhouse, the first woman ever in the clubhouse, she wrote. And then I went into the boardroom and standing on the table gave a pitching wedge lesson. <laughs> that sounds like Shirley, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, my God. A, a, a woman after my own heart, Kay McMahon. Well, I always think that teaching is the highest profession that you could have in the, the, the whole world or in life. And uh, she was the epitome of that. We've, we've lost a very, very special, special woman indeed, uh, Shirley Spork, the LPGA Tour founder and legendary teacher, coach, and mentor to so many, Kay. Um, any final thoughts uh, about Shirley today? Well, I was very proud when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
uh, for the LPGA. And I asked Shirley to be my presenter, so she had to, to fly all the way from California out. But she called me up and wanted to know a lot of details about me so that she could prepare her speech. She was always prepared, and she delivered just an absolutely wonderful speech and presenter, but she was always prepared. And took, she was there in the moment and who you were and gave you the best advice that she could ever give you. So um, she will be sorely missed. Yeah, um, truly. It was such a great role model at, at 94. And she was still teaching a little bit, wasn't she, Kay? Anytime you talked to her, she was, we were talking about ball flight laws and teaching. So, yes, <laughs> it was all about knowledge. Yeah, well, um, truly, uh, as you said, um, uh, a huge, uh, huge loss for not only LPGA, but uh, the, the world of golf. And Kay McMahon, always a pleasure to spend time with you. And, and thank you so much for sharing some of your warm memories of of Shirley. She will be sorely missed.